When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, it's already week 11. How do we feel about this? Terrible. Yeah. It happened quick. It did. It really Real did. quick. Mike, if my math is correct, and it rarely is, uh, we have seven games this week, and they are all conference action, which is to say... We have 14 teams in the ACC. They're all playing each other this weekend. So uh, we got a, a good slate ahead of each other, uh, ahead of us if you're uh, ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm looking at this slate, though, and I'm not sure I'm confident in a single game I'm picking tonight. So mm-hmm. it's about that time of year. I was going to say, I mean, this is around the time of year that uh, everyone's pretty dialed in on what numbers and, uh, and totals and such need to be. So it's, uh, it's you know. This is a little bit more of a crapshoot than it normally is, and uh, normally we're not all that good at shooting crap, so uh, you know, hopefully you guys have been uh, fading us this season. Yeah, hope so. At least the picks on the podcast. Otherwise, right. I'm, otherwise, I'm on a heater. So, <laughs> Mike, at 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. By the way, all these games on Saturday. We do not have weeknight action this week. So we, we record this Thursday night. We can do that because there is, uh, there is no weeknight action. Yes. Mike, 3.30 on ESPN, Saturday afternoon. we got the Louisville Cardinals on the road in Death Valley taking on the number 10 Clemson Tigers. Louisville is a seven-point underdog on the road. Total is 52. Uh, Mike, I I believe it was Chris Felica, the Bear from College Game Day, who talked about there was a streak of 22 games in a row, I think it was, over the last few years, that Clemson was playing against... ACC teams at home, 22 in a row that they were a double-digit favorite. Yep. This is now the fourth time in five games at home against ACC competition that they have been a single-digit favorite. How do we feel about that? That means Vegas is not too confident in their offense, Joey. That's what that means. That's exactly what that means. It also means Uh, Dynasty's dead. We were right. The king is dead. Long live the king. The whole thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the dynasty might be dead a couple places. Apparently, so mm-hmm. many people are saying. Yeah, that's that's what the <laughs> that's what the streets are saying. Sources say. You know, I think Clemson will be fine if they just like find a couple more difference makers at receiver, and I don't know, maybe like go into next spring with an open competition at quarterback. That's what I would consider doing. Hmm. Um. All right, let's talk about this game. So, Louisville has been a team that has continuously gotten better. Like, mm-hmm. all year long, they've kind of pressed forward. They, they've gotten better. Um, Satterfield on the hot seat beginning of the year, lost a couple early games. We're like, okay, which game is going to get Satterfield fired in the month of October? And then we didn't really find it because he just kept winning. And now Louisville is in a spot where they go into Death Valley with an opportunity to 
win a pretty big game and kind of really take Satterfield totally off the hot seat, I think. Uh, this would be a game that would definitively remove him from the hot seat, at least for this year. I'm not even so, sure at this point that he's legitimately a candidate to get fired this year. He, he's still kind of in that weird limbo of not quite bad enough to get fired, not quite good enough to be a legitimate candidate for bigger jobs. But um, I, I don't, I don't think firing is necessarily in the uh, <laughs> in the cards right now. He's, a, he's in the he's in the Fuente zone. See what I did there? Yes, I did. <laughs> in the cards, very good. Thank, thank, you, you thank you for that. That was good. A lot of parenting tonight. I got dad jokes coming too. Oh, dude. Yeah, I've I've been doing a heavy dose of parenting here the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Let's just spread on that. Uh, with all that said, I'm going to go with Clemson. I this is kind of where I'm at. Like Clemson goes into South Bend, they get kind of bullied up front, they get embarrassed on national TV. They got to do that twice in a row. I mean, I I don't know that I trust Louisville's offensive line the way to kind of do the things that Notre Dame's offensive line was able to do last week. Now, they are facing a much better quarterback in Malik Cunningham, a much better quarterback. So I fully acknowledge that. I just think the way that Clemson lost that game last week, like they're, I'm not sure they're going to lose it again. Louisville, too, has a tendency to get into these games against uh, better competition and turn the ball over a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about that on the road here, right? So I think Louisville has an opportunity to pull off this upset on Saturday. I think we'll definitely be in this game because Clemson, I'm I'm not sure the offense can really pull away from anybody. I mean, they're better than they were last year, no doubt about that to me, but they've regressed over the last few weeks. They have not been playing nearly as well. DJU struggled. Offensive line struggled. I think a lot of teams are now kind of, getting more aggressive at the line of scrimmage, knowing that Will Shipley is still really their only explosive weapon on offense. So, you know, teams are kind of adjusting to that. And I I think Louisville's defense can definitely keep them in the game here. But I do worry about the turnovers uh, because Lee Cunningham does have a tendency to turn the ball over from time to time. And I think if you give Clemson a short field, their offense is good enough to score with a short field. Like that's something they they absolutely can do this year. They couldn't do that last year. They can do that this year. So, mm-hmm. I think Clemson wins this game by like eight or nine points. I think Louisville's in this game the entire time. I think this is going to be a tight game. I lean Clemson here. I'm going to go with the under as well because I think this is a defensive struggle. It just kind of has that has that feel to me. Mm-hmm. Weather is looking. I think okay on Saturday. I know that the tropical storms coming up the coast. I think yeah. the weather's going to be okay, but I'm not sure about that either. Totals 52. I'm going to lean under here. So give me Clemson and the under. I think the Tigers bounce back and win here. I like the under as well. I, I just I get the feeling strangely with what we've come to think of this Louisville team. I feel like the entire game, yet again, is going to be one of these where the best unit on the field for 60 minutes is going to be the defense, regardless of who has the ball. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's in play. Mike, you mentioned, I mean, Louisville turns the ball over quite a bit. Uh, do, do you know where they rank nationally on their defense generating turnovers? No, I don't. They lead the country in turnovers generated. Now, it's pretty good. 
Now, it really helps. You know, they've generated 24 turnovers on the year. They're tied with Western Kentucky to lead the country in generating turnovers. Eight now, of those were in one game. It helps, yeah, when Wake turns it over eight times. But that was also uh, a the end of a five-game stretch where every game they generated at least three turnovers. So they're creating those as well. Um, Clemson, no, uh, no stranger to turning the ball over once or twice themselves. DJ had a couple bad ones last week. Mm-hmm. Bad ones. Yeah. And, I mean, Lord knows where the uh, the, the mental, the, the headspace is for Cade Klubnick at this moment with kind of just the way things have gone all year for the most part. I, I'm i going to take Louisville in the points here. I don't, I don't know if they will win this game outright. I think they can win this game outright. I think they can too. And, and that says a little bit of something about kind of where Louisville is at this point in the season, but it says a lot about where Clemson uh, is too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm especially interested in taking the points here because I just don't feel like Clemson's offense compared to the way that Louisville's defense is playing. I don't think Clemson's going to be able to get a bunch of margin here. Like, I, I think they might win by like no. three or four, but seven's too many for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be in that five to seven point range for most of the game. I just when it comes down to it, I don't trust Louisville enough. Like, I don't. Some of it, I think, I think Louisville's definitely improved, but I do feel like some of it is a little bit, a little bit of smoke and mirrors with how mm-hmm. they've been playing. I, they've been playing well defensively, but the turnovers themselves and creating them feels like a little bit of smoke and mirrors because eight of them did come in one game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, Clemson's in a weird. Clemson's in a very weird spot at quarterback because, like, DJU is not going to elevate them to the level of like national championship contender. But like, Cade Klubnik is not ready. Like, it's pretty apparent that the Georgia Tech outing, when you know they were playing in a blowout, it's clear that that was his best game. Like, any time we've seen Klubnik in a high leverage situation since then, it has not gone particularly well. So, right. I, and we criticized the way he was used last week, right? But any other time he's been put in the game, it's kind of looked dicey. And, I mean, I think him not really throwing the ball against Syracuse was pretty telling to me. Like, that was a game Mm -hmm. where they needed to – they were playing from behind. Like, they needed to throw a little bit. He attempted four passes. Like, that's – like, Dabo's not putting it in his hands. I just keep coming back to the coaching for Clemson's offense especially. I mean, we have seen – Big Cinco makes some pretty ridiculous throws. Mm-hmm. The tape from high school shows Cade Klubnick making some pretty ridiculous throws. I think he even made a couple good ones we said, again, against Georgia Tech and at times when he's been in this year. like that They struggle to do that with any amount of consistency, to me, is a is a coaching issue. Um, yeah. And, and some of it might be just purely how are you teaching the quarterback to – to you know read the field and set his feet and that whole thing some of it might be play calling some of it might be to some degree you know the receivers actually getting open and giving him a target to throw at like it's a it's a pretty compound issue with Clemson right now on offense and, and again I did not think I was gonna be saying this I mean Louisville's defense started the year out probably three of their first four games were pretty poor defensive performances I felt like I mean against shout out Syracuse I say Syracuse uh giving up 35 and and blowing the lead to Florida State like so I guess two out of three there were uh, were pretty rough to start the year but and and then I guess yeah game five against Boston College you gave up 34 points to the remnants of that offense so 
that wasn't great, but I mean, the, the last four games, 17 to Virginia, 10 to Pitt, 21 to Wake, and 10 to James Madison. I mean, I'll take that if I'm Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. So, give me Louisville in the seven. Uh, I think Clemson maybe wins close, but Louisville in the under for me. Clemson covers seven and the under for Mike. But no locks here yet, right? Uh, pff, no. <laughs> uh, no. Not, uh, not wagering – American Van Gorder Bucks on uh, laying seven plus with Will Clemson right now. Not me. Only, only bet U.S. nickels. <laughs> it's my favorite cryptocurrency. Uh, let's keep moving, Mike. At seven thirty on ESPN two, the number fifteen North Carolina Tar Heels on the road in Winston Salem taking on the Wake Forest. Steeman Deeks. Uh, Producer Scott, by the way, can you verify whether this is a, a conference game or if this is a continuation of their out-of-conference uh, contract thing that they had going on? Mike, uh, Wake Forest is a four-point favorite at home in this game against North Carolina. And let me remind you that North Carolina is the team with the little number next to their name saying that they are 15th in the country, and Wake does not have a little number next to their name saying that they are unranked. Mike, why is Wake Forest favored here? I mean, they're they're not playing very well, so I don't I don't really know. This is one of those Vegas nose games, right? So mm-hmm. you're gonna pick Wake, aren't you? And what do we do on this here show, Mike, when the line <laughs> looks kind of weird? <laughs> what do and you it seems do? Like somebody might know something. <laughs> what do you do, Joey? We're steering into it, baby. We're steering into it. I will lay the four with Wake because if they're if there's something going on here with what the way that North Carolina has been playing, if Wake is going to be favored in this game, there's a reason for that. And I don't think it's like reverse psychology. So uh, let's go with Wake. I'll lay the four there. For what it's worth, uh, it looks like it is a, a conference game because UNC can clinch the Coastal with a win. So I'm assuming that means it's a conference game. So then this is like just the annual rotation of the cross division thing that's going to go away after this year. Great. Carolina. Thanks, Carolina's a pick. I think that's what conventional wisdom says to do. If you're not trying to play the psychology game, like Carolina is an underdog here. And by the way, I also had the thought, I almost don't even care who's favorite. I'll just take the points knowing it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. I, it's a strategy. I just think Carolina is better, so I'm going to pick them to win, which is not a statement I would have made a month ago, by the way. I would not have said Carolina is better than Wake Forest. I would have expected Carolina to lose this game last month so yeah that's how yeah. these two situations have kind of evolved wake forest has dropped a couple carolina is rolling mm-hmm. so yeah i mean drake may it, i can't believe i'm saying this but drake may is better than sam hartman which i mean on paper coming into the year i would not have told you that i would have said you know drake may's got a chance to be very good i don't think he's going to be as as good as sam hartman but it's where we're at. I'm going to take the better <laughs> quarterback. So, over, by the way. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know if I mentioned the total here. <laughs> I think the total is pretty much exactly like what we said it was going to be a week or two ago when we brought this game up. Mike, the total is 77. A little higher than we thought. I think we, we had it in the mid-70s somewhere. That is 11 touchdowns, Mike, and extra yep. points. Yep. You want the over there? I do. Seriously? On a number like that? I do. I do want the over. You, we only bet overs in Carolina games. We never bet <laughs> unders. 
you do not want the game watching experience of having the under in a Carolina game. That's for sure. No, um, you do not. Overs are actually only four and four in their games. Same with Wake Forest so far this year against FBS competition. Hmm. Mike, that number is enormous. And not only am I going to take the over with you. No. No, don't do this. We're locking it don't up, do, baby. Oh, my God. Over you 77. Lock no, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Absolutely, I'm locking that number up. You tell me this, these teams can't both get into the 40s? Better you than me. I don't care. I'm a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Mike, we, we do remember what the score of this game was last year, right? What was the final score of this game last year, Joey? I'm pulling it up. Look at me being all prepared. I thought you had that like at the tip of your tongue, so I was just like teeing it Nor up for you. North Carolina won this game last year by three points with a final score of 58 to 55. And, Mike, we do know what the score was the previous year when these two teams played, right? That game was wild. Carolina won by six with a final score of 59 to 53. In the COVID year. Yeah, we've seen two games in a row between these two teams that have gotten over 100 points. There is not a number – I mean, I mean, I don't know where they'd have to put this number, like upper 80s for me to not be interested in taking the over. Like, no, these teams are scoring. They're, this is a track meet left and right, like over 77. Easy. Lock it up. It'd have to be like a South Beach high temperature for you to consider <laughs> taking the under. Yeah. Yeah, maybe triple digits. Maybe triple digits. Uh, all right. Over for the both of us. I've got that locked up. I'll take Wake I, Forest. I refused. I refused to lock that up out of principle. That is a preposterous total. What the principle of they can't possibly do this a third time in a row? More of like I can't. I got to stick to my guns and be like I will never lock up. I mean, I did lock up Pitt last week, so <laughs> never mind. Well, hell, Mike, why don't you just lock up the under then? Why don't you? <laughs> no, no. No. Over right. or nothing. I'll over or nothing in this one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, over or nothing. I will lock up the over. You have the over as well, just not locked. I have Wake Forest minus the four. You have Carolina plus the four. Let's keep moving, Mike. Should we talk about your Hokies? Do we have to? <laughs> we are contractually obligated. I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Obligated to talk about the Hokies. Uh, noon on ESPN3. I think this got relegated to... What, we said ESPN Plus? This isn't even the Jefferson Pilot game? No, no, no. That's next week against Liberty. This is the Jefferson Pilot game. Uh, this is the Jefferson. Okay, all right. It's the third or fourth week a row that I've had to find a stream to watch the Virginia Tech game because it's on local TV and I have YouTube. So, <laughs> excellent. Virginia Tech's on the road in Durham taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Duke, a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite here. Total is 49-and-a-half. Um, first of all, pass. No thank you with my actual money on any of these numbers here. Don't watch this game. <laughs> hey, Scott, you got the um, the special cartoon music for me? <laughs> We've gotten a lot of run out of this. Duke. <laughs> I like the analysis there. That's good. Duke. 
We don't we don't pick the Hokies on this podcast the rest of the year. The, I and I mean it like even in the final week of the year. We don't pick the Hokies on this podcast the rest of the year. Duke. You know speak for yourself. I'll take the nine and a half with Virginia Tech. You can have it. Yeah. I don't again, first of all, don't bet this game. Second of all, I I'll just take the points here. Um I mean, Duke was in a spot last week where this opened around nine nine and a half against Boston College and climbed. I think we tend to agree that Boston College not as good as Virginia Tech, which is saying something. That's a that's a bar to clear. I mean, if Duke couldn't cover last week, I don't know, man. Like, I'll, I'll take I'll take the I'll take my chances with the Hokies, kind of keeping this one close at least. Um, it is it does have to be kind of deflating for them having the seventh loss, meaning bowl eligibility is now officially like out the window, but. I don't know. I, I just I don't want to lay nine and a half with Duke if, if if they couldn't cover last week against Boston College. Some of that is is analysis. Some of it is just being bitter and and angry that they couldn't get that done. Over under nine and a half losses for Virginia Tech. Nine and a half. They have Duke this week, Liberty next week, UVA finish year. I'll take under. I think I think it's three and nine. You think it's three and nine? Okay. I think they're going to go one and two of these final three games. That's pretty bad. What are the odds that I could get on Virginia Tech winning this game straight up on the field? Money line? Yeah. We could look for an actual number, but you you just tell me, Mike. I mean, or, or even just percentage-wise, like percent I mean, chance that Virginia th- Tech goes in there and wins. They're Well, I mean, they're a double-digit dog, basically. Money line's and plus 278 right now. Yeah, I was going to – so I was going to say, like, plus 300. So I, I wouldn't have been that far off. Hmm. Once again, don't bet this game. I'm just, I was just curious. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem likely, but uh, you know, I don't know. Stranger things have happened, I suppose. It's the ACC. I actually have a pick here. Do you? I do. Uh, we're gonna lock up the under. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. I, Virginia Tech's gonna have to score in the twenties. I mean, they don't do that very often. No. So they did last week with the help of two defensive and special teams touchdowns. So you're bas- you're you're basically banking on them doing something like that again. Yeah. And Duke's too well coached, man. Not that they couldn't not not that Tech couldn't like turn the ball over and or or force a turnover on defense, but like I don't see I don't see Duke giving up special teams touchdowns. That's not something I anticipate happening, right? Like, right. So, yeah, they're a team that's kind of built to uh, avoid those types of blunders. That yeah, that wasn't a shot at Georgia Tech, by the way. I'm just saying, like, Duke's well cut. Well, I mean, it could be. Take do your we shots. want to be? Okay, <laughs> that's a shot at Georgia Tech. We can just take our shots. Yeah. So yeah, I'm locking up the under. I I just don't think Virginia Tech's going to score enough here. And like, even if Duke gets in the end zone like four times, which I anticipate happening. I, I just forty nine and a half is a lot. I could see like twenty eight seventeen here. Mm-hmm. That would be under and yeah. Duke covers. Like Duke I could see twenty eight seventeen, thirty thirty one seventeen. Think of it that way, right? That's mm-hmm. still under. So it just it feels like an under game to me. That's fair. 
I was leaning towards the over, but I think you've got me convinced. I'll take the under as well. Um, I, I I definitely would not want to be in a situation watching this Virginia Tech offense begging them to score late in the game. Um, <laughs> no, I mean we beg we beg for them to score like any time during the game. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a miserable watching experience. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'll take Virginia Tech plus the nine and a half. You've got Duke minus the nine and a half. We both have the under, and you have the under locked up. Are we good to move on? I feel great about these picks so far. Yeah, it's going great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this week is a little bit gross. A little bit gross. On a national scale, it's pretty gross. It's a pretty gross schedule this week. Yes. Yeah. Um, Particularly with, like, the numbers and and that kind of stuff, I'll say. But Uh, Yes. In any case, Mike, uh, let's talk about the real tech here real quick. Uh, at 3.30, also on ESPN3, check your local listings or don't, uh, the Miami Hurricanes are on the road in Atlanta taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, the real tech, of course. Mike, Georgia Tech's a one-and-a-half point favorite at home in this game. Total is 44. Uh, as we said, Georgia Tech going to be favored against Miami with the way that the, not so much the way that Georgia Tech has been playing, but more so the way that Miami's been playing. Not a good situation. <laughs> you mentioned something at the beginning of the Virginia Tech preview a couple minutes mm-hmm. ago. I'm just going to kind of reiterate that for this game as well. Uh, first of all, no thanks. <laughs> Pass. 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 All right. So, Miami's terrible. Miami wasn't good when they were trying. Miami is terrible. Are they still trying? Yeah, that's a fair question. Let's not forget the result from last weekend. Historically, what happens not only when you lose to Florida State, but what happens if you get your soul absolutely ripped from your body and stomped into the ground by Florida State? Yeah, what's left to play for? Now. Yeah, now going on the road to an underwhelming Bobby Dodd Stadium environment right now, like, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, this is where if I'm going to bet anything in this game, and I'm which I'm not, but if I were, I think it's Georgia Tech. I think lay the points. It's just a point and a half or something like that. Like, I think there's a very real chance that Miami is is absolutely checked out on the season. Yeah, I mean, I get they're like a one and a half point favorite, but you're the home team. Usually the home stadium is good for about three points. It almost feels like Georgia Tech is catching points in this game. It has that kind mm-hmm. of feel, and I'm going to take the home dog getting the points, which is what this – I know that's not technically what this is, but that's what it feels like. kind of feels that way. It feels that way. Georgia Tech wins um, less than a touchdown. I'm on the under here as well. A lot of unders this week. A lot of yeah. unders this week. This is a Miami offense that is just so bad right now. And Georgia Tech's defense has been pretty competent. Georgia Tech's defense, I thought, played pretty well against Virginia Tech last week. Uh, Again, you know, the Hokies scored four touchdowns. Uh, Two of them were not offensive touchdowns. So they somehow lost that game. So, yeah, Georgia Tech's defense played pretty well last week. They've They've been playing well offensively. I mean... Can they score on Miami? Yes, but like, are they like extremely explosive in the way that like 
they're just going to easily get to like 28 points. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, I, I think Georgia Tech wins. I think they cover. I think it's an under game. Total 44. I know it's a low total. I do like the under. I do like the under. Maybe like 17-10. Hmm. A little bit yeah. of a slog of a game then. I mean, it's Georgia Tech and Miami. It's definitely a slog of a game, for sure. No doubt. I I think I'm going to go with the over. Oh. The total. Oh. Georgia Tech's starting to play a little bit of offense. Um, even if Jeff – and I've had people asking me, like, is Jeff Sims going to play in this game? I I don't think so. And even if he does, I don't – it seems like whatever he's dealing with, lower body, like he's going to be pretty substantially hobbled. So I think you can, you plan on continuing with Zach Pyron. As you saw last week, playing a freshman at quarterback is going to involve freshman moments, which can turn into defensive scores and or short fields very easily. Um, so I think there there's that going for you with the over. I think Tech's offense is moving the ball uh, a little bit better. They are you know putting together a scoring drive here or there, more so than they were to start the year. So I, I, I like that as well. And then – Miami always just has better athletes than Georgia Tech, you know, in, in a lot of places. And so I think there's a chance that Miami's offense pulls a little something together here and, and you know, makes this game, uh, you know, uh, gives Georgia Tech a run for their money here. But uh, so I'll take the over. But I, I do think if I'm if I had to bet this one way or the other, I'd probably be betting Georgia Tech minus the one and a half. And that's it's a weird place to be. I have a I feel like I have a pretty horrendous track record picking Georgia Tech games but like it's a little bit of where Georgia Tech is it's a lot of where Miami is is I, I think Miami might be just totally quitting very similar to the to the Clemson Louisville game where it's like says something about Louisville says a lot about Clemson mm -hmm. and it kind of felt that way with Notre Dame and the way they looked against Clemson last week you know said a little bit about Notre Dame headed in the right direction a lot about Clemson so mm-hmm yeah. I um yeah. I think I think there is a decent shot that Miami's quitting here. Scott, do we hey. have a, a fancy new sound? I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Banger. <laughs> Great work, Scott. Thank you. Oh man. All right. Georgia Tech for the both of us. Over for me, under for Mike. No locks because uh just yeah pass pass no thank you mike that preview that preview oh, yeah. in all of our shows of course brought to you by section 103.com is the internet's premier place to buy all things wonderful georgia tech apparel they've got t-shirts sweatshirts hoodies things with the official tech gold the official word marks they've got things for men women and children uh, something for the whole family go check out section 103.com if you need something to wear to the game this weekend uh, if you need something to watch basketball in as that season is starting up, uh, I think volleyball wrapping up. But, hey, if you need something for that, get it all at section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Uh, I just got my new gray hoodie in the mail today. It is so soft, like unbelievably soft, Mike. Uh, I got this T-shirt here that reminds everybody all these uh, national championships that Georgia Tech has won in the past. Uh, I, I got that in as, as well today. It is high quality. It is soft. It is comfortable. I love it. 
So shout out to Section 103. Go Once again, go there. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Uh, for all things wonderful Georgia Tech Apparel, thank you. And, and shout out to Steven and the gang for all of their support. And uh, keep up the great work. Moving on, Mike, at noon on the ACC Network. The Pitt Panthers on the road in Charlottesville taking on the Virginia Cavaliers. Pitt is a four-and-a-half-point road favorite here. Total is 40. Um, gross. I, I, yeah, gross. Gross. Pass. But if we have you – know, we're contractually obligated, Mike. we got to pick something here. I hate the schedule this weekend. Oh, my God. I hate yeah, there's some wonky games here. I hate it. Sicko's oh. Conference of the Week. Oh, my God. The Sicko's Committee is going to have, like, four games in its top ten for Sicko's Warnings out of the ACC this week. I mean, the Tecmo Bowl was the Sicko's Game of the Week last week. It lived up to the hype, I thought. Georgia Tech-Miami is number two in the Sicko's Game of the Week rankings this week. So, <laughs> we're on a roll in Atlanta, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it lived up to the hype. I agree. So... Pittsburgh is just going to try to run the ball down UVA's throat. How successful are they going to be with that? I'm honestly not sure. I'm not sure either. Virginia's defense has been sneaky, not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Virginia's the offense awesome. has been a disaster. Yeah. Virginia, the, there's, there's something. I. <laughs> they are something. They used to be awesome. I think Virginia is dead, but they're like, Less dead than other schools in the ACC. You know what I mean? Yes. Did they qualify for the award? Oh, the You Died Award? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we got, I got a lot of love for that, actually. Yeah. Which, goodness. I mean, it was funny, so that's what I was going for. It was, it was something, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the video made it that much better. The video made yes, it that it much did. better. I I am on I'm on pit. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel great about this here. <clears throat> don't feel great about this. I Okay, UVA at home. You got Pittsburgh who refuses to throw the ball. Mhm. You got you got a lot of disgusting stuff in this game. A lot of really sick shit. There's Did I mention the total is game. 40? There's, there's potential here for this to be like 13 to 7. Mm-hmm. That yeah. potential is on the table. But we already retreated to a 14 to 12 with no touchdowns Miami-UVA game two weeks ago. So what are the chances that we are able to get something similar this weekend out of these two teams? Might be there. But then we'll have Pat and Arduzzi talking about how they threw the ball too much. That'll be the best part. That man. He holds a special place in my heart. We'll say that. <laughs> I'll allow you to say that. I, I will not say that. I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Pitt. I'm taking Pitt. Pitt's to pick. Pitt and the under. It's a disgust. I can't believe I'm going under 40, but we're going under 40. Under's in the barely 40s. For my shorties, Joseph. I'll take the under, too. I'll ride with you on that. I'm not going to post that number thinking that it couldn't possibly go under. Of course, people are going to want to take that immediately, but, like, 
Hell, I'll take the over. Give me a final score. Under. Give Sorry. me a final score here. 17-16. And you're picking <laughs> UVA. Yeah, I'll take the points. I'll take four and a half. Once again, like this, like why is this number what it is? Yeah, like Pitt is decisively better. I mean, are they? Twenty to ten. Twenty, 20 to, 10. to ten. That would get you under. I get you under the total. It does not get me a uh, Virginia cover unless Virginia is scoring twenty. And man, Virginia's offense in the red zone is a uh, is not a sight for sore eyes. We'll say that. I was going to say not a sight to behold. Uh, Scientists well, will study it for years, years to come. We'll <laughs> say several teams in the conference actually. <laughs> so, oh, what a gross game! Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those where I, I don't feel strongly. I'm just going to take the points, and especially again a home dog like this. Yeah, I think Virginia can muck this up and and uh, keep this close. So, give me the who's. This has the same feel of that Miami UVA game couple weeks back like in terms of previewing it it was like man which team wants to lose a little less mm-hmm. Miami was a two and a half point favorite and uh one by two yeah in four overtimes yeah leaving Tony Elliott just baffled I think is the word baffled. I think that has to be leader in the clubhouse for go ACC game of the year I mean two overtimes no touchdowns 14 one team scored 14 points somehow without scoring a touchdown yeah yeah the only the only play that got into the end zone for either offense all game was that two-point conversion at the very end good job miami god terrible virginia plus the four and a half and under 40 for me Pitt minus the four and a half and under 40 for you mike i don't know like we've we've agreed on very little tonight that's because this schedule is just ass backwards this week. <laughs> we are men of principle. We just have different principles is all. Yes. This week only. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. I have a feeling we might agree on the next two, though. I That might be the case. Might yes. be the case. Uh, let's go to Raleigh at 330 on the ACC Network. What's that? Lay him. Lay him. Lay him. Lamp. Boston College on the road in Raleigh, taking on the number 16 NC State Wolfpack. NC State, a 19-point home Lamp. favorite with a total of a whopping 41 points. Mike, you think we lay the points Lamp. here? Lamb. Yes. I kind of think so, too. Lamb. MJ Morris has been really good, and this is another really nice defense to play against if you're young young quarterback that needs to get your feet wet and you know needs the to boston get some confidence defense. absolutely not the nt state defense boston college defense mm-hmm. yeah nt state's defense is hot right now like they are they are playing really well i think Devin leary went down and they understood they understood how the assignment changed a little bit yes and uh they're they feel like they're up to the challenge and so far they have been so whatever Boston College was able to make work against Duke last week, and you know, God love you, Emmett Moorhead, you you played your tail off. Congratulations, you know, you, you kept your team in the game. You got the cover at the very hats end. Hats off, hats off to you. Good job. I think the NC State defense is a bit of a different animal, and yeah. I, I think up up front, I I mean, just really at all three levels of that defense, 
I think they're going to overwhelm Boston College's offense. I think if NC State scores like 31 points, they'll they'll cover here. It might not even take that many. Might not. It might not. It might not. 27 to 6. 24 to 3. Oh god. <laughs> god. I mean, could you see it? I mean, if I were to give you right now over under two and a half touchdowns for Boston College in this game. Under. Over no under way. one over under one and a half touchdowns. That's a good number. That is a good number. I, I think it's either one or two. I do feel like I feel like Zay Flowers and or Pat Garwo is gonna, you know, make a couple things happen at times, but like Again, it's it's all three levels of that NC State defense. I mean, their, their linebackers are, are one of the best units in the country. The defensive line playing very well. The secondary very well. I mean, I just – I don't know how you, you attack them if you're Boston College considering where the personnel situation is right now. Going to struggle to block them up front. Going to struggle to run through those linebackers. Going to struggle to throw on that secondary. Like, so, Yeah. I'll take NC State. I'll take the over. I'll take over 41 points. Yeah, I think so, too. Just I'm on not... the odds that, like, we get something like a 34 to 14. Like, Boston College does get in the end zone a couple times. Yeah. Does generate 10 to 13 points, something. Like... Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm leaning over as well. And I was just, what I was thinking about, I was like, man, what's the final score? Like, what could the final score be here? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, how many times is Boston College getting into the end zone? And if you think the answer is two, over, you go over here, I think. Yep. Because I'm not sure how many stops BC is going to get. Right. I, I think they'll get some. But I, I think with MJ, MJ Morris, this offense has, like we said, I mean, it's almost been more explosive with MJ Morris than it was with Devin Leary. Like, yeah, I don't know if MJ is just more willing to just huck it down the field or – you know, what exactly has changed, uh, you know, if there's anything schematically that's changed maybe with Morris versus Leary, but um, with him in the game, they have been popping off a few more explosive plays and um, I, I probably scoring a few more points than they would have with Devin Leary, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, they're, they're just laying the groundwork for next year is what they're mm-hmm. doing right now and yep. with a good team, right? It helps having a good team around them. Yep, yep. going to be a shame when Dave Dorn leaves for Nebraska. Anyways, oh my uh, God, <laughs> Jesus! NC stayed in the over for the both of us. <laughs> that's a you like that, you like that. Just drop that, that little nugget. Oh, that's <laughs> Nebraska has all the pride and tradition, but that feels like a step down in a lot of ways currently. Whatever. Let's continue. I've heard Nebraska has a few of those Brinks trucks just like backed up next to their uh, football facility right now that they're looking to figure out who they want to give them to. So, uh, well, I, I heard if, if the Brinks truck is next to the football facility, I think Scott Frost might still be there too, because he is getting paid <laughs> out. He's paid got his out. own Brinks trucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, paid out. Yeah. NC state in the over for the both of us. No locks there. Last one, Mike, last game of the night. This is the, uh, the quote unquote, the drunk shift. And if you, um, if you stay tuned, you might find out something about Saturday Night Fever coming your way. That's that's on the table. There's no promises. We we have not figured out the schedule or if that works yet. But 
if it does, this it might go on, you know, starting before this game is fully over. At 8 o'clock on the ACC Network, we have the number 23 Florida State Seminoles on the road in the JMA Wireless Dome. Taking on the Syracuse Orange, Florida State is a seven-point road favorite here. Total is 51. Mike, does this spread look right to you? Feels low. It feels awful low, like suspiciously low. I feel like I'm falling into a trap here. Yeah, you mentioned that Saturday night, Saturday night, Saturday, bleh, having a stroke. Saturday night fever might begin before this game ends. So you think it like before halftime? I, you know, last weekend it would have if we made it work because that game was over at halftime. The one that Florida State was playing in, yeah, that I'm one gonna, where they killed Miami. By the way, I tr- just I don't know if you guys remembered what happened. Yeah, Miami gonna, got murdered in that game. Anyways. I'm going to try not to have a stroke when I say this next part. Florida State, lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Feels low. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It it does feel, I don't know, it feels a little too easy. It feels like a trap with the way that Syracuse has looked the last few weeks. Um, I also told you, I believe, on the recap, I am, uh, I'm pretty much done picking Syracuse here. I, I yeah. think that they're, the best part of their season is behind them, and it was a good start, and it was fun. But a team that started 6-0 and might finish 7-5. and Not off the table to finish 6-6. Six and Well, it was a good start, then they started playing real teams. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they had a ridiculous backloaded schedule. Like, they, they, you know, yeah, anyways, we don't yeah. have to relitigate that. The they, point is, they the fan their fans were hyped up because they beat like Louisville and Purdue, but yeah. If you are betting Syracuse here, um, there there are two things probably at play. Number one, you are banking on a massive letdown spot from Florida State, coming off the win last weekend, going on the road into what can be a very sneaky. Uh, hostile environment with this uh formerly known as the carrier dome yes jma wireless number one so you're you know let down spot and a a dangerous road spot number one number two it probably means that i don't know if you have fully caught up with what syracuse has looked like the last couple of weeks like you remember the number next to their name and the ranking and you know all that stuff and like that's all great I don't know if you have seen what they looked like without Garrett Schrader. I don't know if you knew that they lost Garrett Williams. Right. I don't know if you saw Notre Dame absolutely mash their ass up front for four quarters. What did, what did they do up front? I, you heard me. Uh, wow. Don't Cry, I, see I, I was gonna... <laughs> Perfect. Perfect, Perfect deployment. Thursday, Thursday uh, night fever, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah. This does not look right to me, Mike. Uh, th- this looks a little too easy. I realize that I told you earlier. I just steer into it. I'm not steering into it. Um, I am. Uh, I- I'm taking the bait, and uh, come what may, I will also lock up Florida State with you. That- Let's make it a double barrel lock, baby. Florida State minus the seven. Lock you it up. Lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Second week in a row with Florida State as a double barrel lock here, Mike. They delivered for us last week. We just like money, so we're going to take the Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Knowles are 6-2 and two against the spread in FBS competition this year. So 
That also feels like a pretty decent wager for what that's worth. Yes. All right. Don't know what you said uh, there. Yes. The baby <laughs> the baby's the baby's uh the baby's moving, so I had to uh I was looking at the monitor. Sorry. We can wrap this up quickly. It sounds like uh might be uh might be party time for might be, baby McDaniel. That's that's one way to put it, which means it's no sleep time for your boy. <laughs> Mike, content never sleeps, neither do we. Uh total is fifty one in this game. I'll take the that's under. Correct. Uh I, under. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't trust Syracuse to score enough here, man. I just plus we don't know the health of Garrett Schrader and Carlos Torrio Wilson didn't look necessarily the part last week. So. No. No. I think he could be he could be good, but it's going to take a little time. Syracuse team total. What what like what would you If you saw a team total of 17 for Syracuse. I was going to say I was going to say, say 16 and a, and a half. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 16 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Would you go under? I might. I might. Yeah, I might. That's a good that's that's about where that's funny. All three of us were like right in that range. That's <laughs> within a point of each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Knowles I, I think might Knowles might make a mess of this one. And not in a good way for Syracuse. Could, I mean, they, yeah, I mean is this gonna be a bl- in a second consecutive blowout for Florida State? I think it might be. Yeah. I think it might be. I, I, Syracuse has not looked good the last few weeks, and uh, Florida State is is heating up in a big way. I don't think Syracuse is on quit watch. I just don't mm-hmm. think they're as good as maybe people thought they were. And right. Sean Tucker has not had a very good year, and not a lot of that is his fault. It's just a testament to how poorly they've been run blocking up front. Play the music. <laughs> he really, yeah. The, I mean, he was actually. I mean, he was pretty good the first half of the season. Again, when they were winning, but. The more that teams have been able to key in on him, and, and the more that they've struggled to block for him, the more that I mean, just everything. Like, sorry to see, sorry to see you go, Sean Tucker. Sorry this to see the great, <laughs> the greatest drop of all time. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, Knowles minus a seven for the both of us locked up, and uh, we'll both just take the under, but leave that where it is. Yep, hundred percent. Right. Mike, I think that's all I've got on week eleven action. Anything else before we uh, recap? Uh, no, let's recap. Let's recap. So to recap our locks, once again, Florida State minus the seven for the both of us against Syracuse. I've got over 77 locked up in the Wake-North Carolina game. You have under 49.5 in Duke and Virginia Tech locked up as well. So one more double-barrel lock for this week and another separate lock for the both of us. But like we said, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the lines here, not, uh, not looking favorable. So uh, bet with caution, I would say. Not enticing. Yeah. So, all right. All right, that's all I got, Mike, on week 11. Let's work on getting out of here. Pause. Yes. Out of all the games, though, there is one bet I will be placing this weekend with money, with confidence, and it's mm-hmm. Florida State covering. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I am already invested in that. If that gets if that gets inside a touchdown, I'm feeling phenomenal about it. <laughs> might unload a little bit. Yeah, might might empty the uh, empty the barrel. It's <laughs> trying to think of something that wouldn't sound derogatory. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Wouldn't want to say something offensive on this podcast, Mike. I, I try to limit that to like once every episode and a half. <laughs> you got to ration yourself. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always opportunity, but you got to pick your spots. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. 
There's your pick. Seven ACC games this weekend. Uh, enjoy watching them. We are going to get out of here. In the meantime, come find us on Twitter as we uh, follow the games this weekend. I'm at FGRS Joey. He's at Mike McDaniel SI. Together at BC Podcast ACC. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Go watch this at the, the video podcast if you want to. Uh, if you Even if you don't want to, please go hit the subscribe button. Uh, search for Basketball Conference on YouTube. We are approaching 100 subscribers. Once we do, we'll have a dedicated URL we can give you. But until Big then, time. go search for Basketball Conference on YouTube. I think we're around 80 followers right now, uh, 80 subscribers. Yep. yep, 80 we last saw. We're also now on Amazon Music. So if you've got an Alexa device laying around the house, just ask it to play Basketball Conference. Easy see football podcast on your Alexa. That's right. That's available. All sorts of different ways you can listen to our podcast. Most of them developed by producer Scott. So uh, credit to him for all sorts of good, good stuff there. Yes. Mike, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on, you know, wherever you get your podcast, go find us there. You can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. I was looking at it the other day. We have uh, a few outstanding emails that we have been just horrendous at getting to this year so uh we will i we haven't forgotten about you i swear just you're gonna ask about like who should georgia tech hire we're gonna come back and answer that in like january once they have somebody hired so it's <laughs> but we will get to it i swear yeah you're gonna be asking us about week six games and we'll be responding as if we didn't watch the games that were played so that's right that's right retroactive handicapping always a a fun exercise so yeah we can do that later uh mike where can they find us on the social medias facebook Facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find some of our podcasts there. Also on Instagram. Yeah. Do it for the gram, baby. Bitches love the gram. <laughs> Not sources are saying. Not sources are saying. Yes. <laughs> That's what the streets are saying. I love the gram. What are you saying about me? Anyways. <laughs> Mike, I think that's all I got. Anything else before we get out of here? Did I forget anything, Scott? One last thing. We do actually have a handle on YouTube now. So if you do at the ACC Football Podcast on YouTube, you should find us. It's not a URL. It is a handle. They are different. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Do we know the difference between URLs and handles? Because I do not. I'm just doing what they told me. Go search at the ACC football podcast on YouTube. All one word uh, at the ACC football podcast on YouTube to help support the channel. Appreciate that. Yep. Mike, that's all I got. Anything else? If you haven't deposited money into your BetUS account. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Don't start now. Yes. Don't don't start now and don't try to withdraw. That's all I will say. Speaking of Instagram, though, we did, there are a couple accounts I could recommend if uh, if, you're, if you're looking for recommendations. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. I almost <laughs> I almost said something. We're going to leave that there. That was the, the one of the greatest meetings I've ever been a part of. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <sighs> Mike, enjoy the games. We will come back and recap them possibly Saturday night. So uh, keep keep your Twitters tuned to at uh, BC Podcast ACC. We might have Saturday night fever announcements as the day goes on on Saturday to let you know that we will go live on YouTube at uh, the ACC Football Podcast. Uh, I don't know, somewhere maybe like 10, 10, 30, 11 Eastern, something like that. Yep. After the games on Saturday. So keep 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 an eye out. Yeah. Do it. Mike, enjoy the games. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. All right. 
Well, for that guy, Mr. Mike McDaniel, for producer Scott, I am Joey Weber. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Enjoy the games. And until next time, go ACC. Oh, my God.